Mark and Mac mornings only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And hey, one last little Jesse Smollett thing, Mark. If he wins this case in Chicago, Whoa. I think he should go. I think he should go around the country buying lottery tickets. Yes, I agree. He should yeah. because if <laughs> he wins that, he's the luckiest man in the world. <laughs> there you go. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, yeah, in North Carolina, a man wasn't sure if he had bought a ticket in the state's Lucky for Life lottery drawing, so he filled out the online form. He says, I was just laying in bed watching a basketball game on TV, and I couldn't remember if I filled it out or not. That's what Scotty Thomas, he's 49 from Fayetteville, says, according to the North Carolina Education Lottery. He, he goes on to say, I went ahead and filled it out again, and the next morning my son asked why there were two different amounts listed. I realized, oh, I think I filled it out twice. It turned out he had won $25 a year for life, or $25,000 a year for life with each ticket in the November 27th <laughs> drawing. That prize is the Lucky for Life's drawing's second biggest prize behind the $1,000 a day for life payout. Wow. He says, when I realized I won, I had to lay down on the floor because I really <laughs> just couldn't believe it. It's just wow. a blessing. Oh, is that wow. what it is? Thomas, he's a dump, truck, a dump truck driver, opted for a lump sum of $780,000 for both hmm. tickets instead of annual payments. Uh, he wanted to invest in his business, pay off bills, help his family, maybe buy a house. After taxes, that's $551,851. Hmm. Okay. So fifty grand a year for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. And so he got 11 years, and he's 49. So, so I mean, I'm looking at the payout, you know? Yeah. And so, so I, I, I think most times when people do the payout, you know, the lump sum payout, I think that is usually a better way to go than mm. getting it, you know, year after year. But right. yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I I think most of us, and you and I've talked about this. Unless you are uh, brought up in an environment where money is, uh, you know, is not an issue. You know, you're rich. Mm. Unless you're brought up in that, you don't know how to deal with it. So when you get it, you need help managing the right. money because yeah. it will manage you, and it will manage you negatively if you don't if you don't aggressively mm. deal with having that amount of money. Yeah. That's why there are so many people who have won the lottery, won it big. And then you come yeah. back two or three years later and they're broke. Yes. Yeah. Or ball players, you know, guys yeah. who uh, get out of college and, and sign a big contract, you yeah. know, and it, yeah, they don't have a real life. They don't have to no. deal with it on a daily basis. They don't have yeah. to budget and things like yeah. that. So, so when they get it, it's just, they just right. blow it all. Yeah. But think about it like you and me, you know, we're just working stiffs. And yeah. if all of a sudden we had that windfall, I, I know that because of the job you and I do, that there are a couple of people that I know I would call, you mm -hmm. know, immediately yeah. and say, Oh, I, and yeah, yeah. you know, I would yeah. immediately take their advice exactly. and, and, you know, plan yeah. ahead. Yeah. What's my best plan for this lump sum right. of money? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. I just got a text message. My Bentley's double parked. I got to go. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, straight up, I got to tell you, when I see a headline for a story that you've sent, mm -hmm. oftentimes a picture will come to mind. And you know what? Oh, this no. one, Price is Right. That really? little yodeling guy. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, he goes up the hill. He's climbing. Oh, <laughs> man. What, when I saw a climber allowed to keep half of precious stones he found mm -hmm. on a French mountain, that's yeah. what I was picturing is, oh, yodeling, yodeling, climbing up the hill. And then, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> 
I, I just wonder, do other people see that? Am I, or am I like Sheldon where he's talking to a guy and says, well, you know, when you do a math problem and you're, and, and uh, you know, pie actually smells like gasoline and, uh, you know, <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> and all of the prime numbers show up in pink uh, and uh, yes. all of the others are yellow and underlined with, you know, it's like, no, that we don't know. It smells like gas, does it? Okay. You know, <laughs> I can't be the only one that when I see a headline, I picture something, right? No, I, I do the same sort of okay. thing, but this, I'm not familiar with the yodeling guy on the price is right. Oh, okay. So I didn't picture that. I just, I just, my initial thought was half. Um, <laughs> a municipality in France said a climber who found $168,000 worth of precious gems on a mountain will be allowed to keep half of the find after the original owners couldn't be located. The Charmony Mont Blanc Council said the climber found the cache of emeralds and sapphires on Mont Blanc in 2013. So this has been going on for a while now. Yeah, it has. And a years-long search for the original owners or relatives of the owners have come, has come up empty. The stones had been transported on board an Air India Boeing 707 that crashed oh, on the mountain okay, okay. in 1966. Wow. It was unclear whether the owner had been aboard the plane when it crashed or not. The council said gem experts were employed to equally divide the stones between the climber who found them and the council, which will display its half of the stones at the Charmony Crystal Museum when it reopens following renovations uh, on December 19th. Okay, you and I both said the same thing at the beginning. Half? half? Why only half? Yeah. And now it's like, why any? I don't yeah. know <laughs> if I, you know, for real, Mark, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Wow, I mean, now I understand it, but if wow, if it's like a pirate galleon from back in the 1600s at the bottom of mm -hmm. the Caribbean, that's one thing, right? Because that's that's hundreds of years ago, yeah. But 1966, that's not so long ago, and yeah, it's like also it's creepy, a plane yeah, crashing I'm, into a hillside, and uh. but at least okay, now I understand why it took so long to try to determine if there were any, mm -hmm. you know any people that had an attachment to it legitimately. And, and I'm glad they did. Okay. Now I'm, I feel much better about this now. Yeah. I don't feel as weird, but still, if I don't know what I would it, like, it's kind of like if you found uh DB Cooper's money or something, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. But these then, oh, well anyway. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if he was out there intentionally looking for him. Did it say that? Or he just was climbing and found um, it or it just says he's a climber. Yeah. Climber. And I can see that happening, you know, mm -hmm. you're sure. Climbing a mountainside and you run across something. Hey, what's that? Right. <gasps> Whoa. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, you look around and go, do I have to tell anybody? And it, anybody makes, see that? it also makes you wonder, you know, it's the site of a, it's 1966. It's the site of a plane crash. They, you know, the authorities have gone over that mountainside because they had to go looking for the victims. Sure. They had to go all this stuff. How far from the actual crash site was this thrown? You oh know? yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay, yeah. now we got research to do. Mm -hmm. Homework for tonight. Yep. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And, you know, Mark, earlier today, yeah. we had a story of pyramid power and how uh, the Guinness Book of World Records oh, yeah. and the, uh, <laughs> the power, washing the, machines. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I made a joke about, you know, they're going to be a whole new uh, website set up on conspiracy theories about the pyramid, you know, and their right. power. It was just yeah. a joke. But then I saw this one and I thought, 
Okay, here we go. A crater <laughs> left after mysterious boom on Long Island's Great South Bay. Yeah, a loud noise followed by a crater measuring four feet by two feet emerged on Fox, Fox Island off Lindenhurst in Long Island's Great South Bay. That's what officials are telling us. Mm-hmm. This undeveloped island is only accessible by boat. John Sacitello, woodworker at Venetian Shores Pavilion over a mile past the island's shore, told the local affiliate there... He was nearly knocked off his feet and saw sand rise in this in the distance. He said, "It was just a huge boom. My first yeah. instinct was uh, somebody's boat exploded, but uh, the way the smoke dissipated so rapidly, I figured someone set something off." Well, Babylon's public safety department received almost 500 calls about the site, and concerned social media postings from residents miles away emerged. Um, Babylon supervisor Rich Schaefer told uh, CBS New York, focused on a bunch of pictures that came out of a boat um, that may have had two, maybe three young people on the boat leaving the scene. They say the uh, 23-foot striped vessel was spotted, and investigators say it could have been anything from a pipe-bombed dynamite. Wow. According to the outlet, authorities are not ruling out that it was a possible trial run for a future criminal act, and they're searching for tips. (laughs) Okay. So basically... These kids dropped an M80. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> or there's some kids who, who've got they. So they're in a boat. So they've the you know they there's a little bit of money there. So they've got a boat, right? And they've uh, they got some free time on their hands because who knows what schools are open or closed? You know, <laughs> with the things going on right now. And they think they find plans for pipe bombs and stuff online and think, hey, I bet we could make one of these. Let's go out <laughs> to that island and set it off. Yep. There you go. <laughs> you know. Actually, Mark, I think that these young, we ought to find these young people and give them some kind of award or something. You know, mm-hmm. uh, extra credit for doing science work while they're out of school. That's it. It was science. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show where you can count on a couple of things almost every day. We're going to have a Guinness Book of World Records story because mm-hmm. they're there every day. Yep. Probably going to have a stupid criminal and... If we have a chance, we're going to throw in a little conspiracy theory action. So (laughs) yesterday was Bigfoot. Today, it's UFOs being piloted by Bigfoot, apparently. Yes, that's true. Bigfoot's an alien. Um, A pilot claims he saw an entire fleet of UFOs over the Pacific Ocean and says the suspected alien aircraft took the form of weird rotating lights moving across the sky. The clip shows a number of lights in rows in the sky, some with three dots, some with four dots, During the video, one of the dots at the very top fades out and is replaced by one at the other end of the row, a lower one, before the entire bunch of them seem to disappear from sight. The pilot later said he can't think of anything that they could be other than UFOs flying in a formation. (laughs) Not beyond the realms of possibility that he's right. Uh, You know, in the video, you can hear the pilot's confusion as he says, "I, I do not know what that is. That's some weird bleep <laughs> that is something flying the film was taken at thirty-nine thousand feet and has been called the best ufo capture that people have seen since it was shared to social media some folks have claimed that the video actually shows anti-missile flares shot out of a warship but we may never know exactly what they are unless somebody admits to that 
Still, the theories surrounding the existence of UFOs are becoming more and more believable, particularly after the CIA declassified all of their documents uh, on the UFOs earlier this year. Then in February... for a minute it was all of them. Oh, stuff. I don't either, and there was okay. a lot of redacted stuff, oh, too, yeah. so there you go. Then in February, the Pentagon admitted that they've been testing debris from suspected UFOs, responding to a freedom from in- of information, freedom from information, calling Dr. F- Freud... Um, Responding to a freedom of information request from UFO researcher Anthony Bergalia, they confirmed exactly what he suspected, that they'd found debris and had analyzed it. Breglia told the Sun, the Sun newspaper, the Pentagon has admitted to holding and testing anomalous debris from UFOs. They've been able to learn some things about the materials of construction, which hold tremendous promise as futuristic materials, which will change our lives forever. Material evidence such as UFO debris has been a focus of my research, he says. The My Freedom of Information Act request was very specific, seeking the test results of UFO UAP debris, not material already known huh. to science. However, they didn't suggest that the materials they'd tested were from aliens and refused to tell him everything presumably for national security reasons <laughs> yet think they wrote i have determined that some of uh, some portions of five documents must be withheld in uh, in part from disclosure so huh. so they're are they admitting they found debris from alien spacecraft no they're saying no they're saying they found debris from unidentified flying okay. objects or well, unir- what about unidentif- the bodies at roswell can't we get those i mean <laughs> just turn them over <laughs> that would be good Maybe, I guess. Did you watch Have you seen this video? I have. No, I haven't. And it's really odd. My first thought was, that looks like it might be the readout of some display in the cabin (laughs) reflecting off the window, right? Yeah. That's what I thought to begin with. And then Mm -hmm. I realized, no, uh, because he's moving the camera or the phone or whatever. He's turning it from one side to another, following it. And that wouldn't happen inside the cabin and be reflected on the window. You know, right. Something behind him glowing wouldn't right. be moving around, okay. you know, right. It's really kind of odd. The best, the best description I can, I, I, I think is the one about the flares because it really does look like something coming up through the clouds. There's a row of them coming, several rows of them and they're going up and, and then burning out and being replaced mm-hmm. as another one comes along being fired behind it. That's the best thing I can see, but it is kind of strange looking. Hmm. All right. So. What you're saying is there's an alien invasion taking place and you and I need to take cover. Is that what I'm getting from this? Bingo. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, cruising along, singing a song side by side. Ah, I had to hear the ding just once. (laughs) So, Mark, uh, you know, as we head into the holidays, a lot of people put diets and things like that aside right and will say i will begin my new diet on january 1st or january 2nd something yeah. like that i you know it you don't do it during the holidays that's not the right time to no even pretend you no, know not a good time to start your why diet. would you do that you know no. so if you're planning ahead mark's got some helpful tips you know mm. got a well, diet here i a lot of people will look at the packages, you know, and say, well, what's my serving size going to be? How much am I supposed really? to have? And they, well, some people do, <laughs> some people do. And I don't know any of them personally, 
never met anybody personally that does that. But, but there, I, I know from this story that some people actually do that. Okay. And this is kind of an illustration of what life is actually going to be like if you decide, yeah, I'll follow the daily recommendations on the, you, okay. know, you know how it is. It says you mm-hmm. can have two ounces of this or four ounces of that or whatever, right? Okay. Right. Well, there's a, a TikToker named Kelsey Flame. She posts under the username, The Hungry Foodie. <laughs> she, she you're going to find out why she's hungry in a minute she shared a video in which she ate a variety of foods including cereal chips pasta and chocolate and she highlighted the serving size each time she did she's from the united states she started her day with one cup of cinnamon co- toast crunch cereal okay. followed by some doritos the portion that you could have 12 of them 12 individual <laughs> doritos right for lunch kelsey had two ounces two whole ounces of pasta which she ate on its own nothing else but the pasta and her second snack of the day was exactly 55 goldfish crackers okay then she had 12 peanut m&ms as her sweet snack for the day good for her before having another snack break consisting of one apple with precisely two tablespoons of nutella for dipping and to finish the day off kelsey wolfed down just five chicken nuggets for her dinner Wow. Five. That's a big day. That's a huge day. She had a cup of cereal. She had 12 Mm -hmm. Doritos, two ounces of pasta, 55 goldfish crackers, a dozen M&Ms, and uh, an apple with some Nutella. Okay, so she's saying it's too much to eat or not enough? I mean, I can't quite understand She's, here, she's saying that's what she, that's her diet. She follows the recommended allowances on everything she eats. That's all she can Man. do. Man, well, her real problem is all the snacking she's doing. You know, I mean, you just can't do that. I mean, you eat 12 M&Ms, you're going to yeah. pack on the Come on. You're going to pack on the air is what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> holy moly. I say, I eat this many things as I'm on the way from the, you know. I know. That's my snack on the drive to work. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show you know we mark talk about the uh, fact that we live in alabama yeah. and that i mean mainly because we've got folks listening all over the world and mm. want to make sure you know where we are in the southeastern portion of the united states well there's been a story running for the last couple of weeks about fedex packages being dumped in this ditch yeah. near mark's house actually and i'm wondering mark have you been by there to see if any of the stuff you've been waiting for is, you know, in the ditch or <laughs> no. is it still, is, I <laughs> no. wonder, I mean, is it cordoned off with police tape? I mean, well, I'm not, just curious. I, I think that's all cleaned up now. Yeah, FedEx think. has been out there. Volunteers have been out there. They got it all, all, all cleaned up, but <laughs> that's just the one they found. I wonder yeah. if there's others out there. It does make you wonder. And it's yeah. funny. We were talking about that. And the reason it became a news story is because it was FedEx, you know, it was FedEx. Yeah. Who would right. think that FedEx would do that? Now, and, if it was the mail, big deal what's the story in that you you wouldn't be surprised if it were right. the u.s postal service but, it but was if it's fedex, FedEx. you expect that you expect that to happen you know like on a an uncharted island in the pacific or something you know with tom, <laughs> tom hanks tom and hanks. gilligan yeah, and yeah. The volleyball and all that stuff oh, yeah. yeah wilson wilson yes and skate and the, you know the dental ice skating oh, things and you know oh gosh hmm. Oh, the VHS tapes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I got to pull that out. But you know, you just don't expect that. So I'm guessing what we need to do now is pull out some drone footage and start. We need to actually fly your drone around ditches all around your house and find out if we can find some more FedEx could packages be. that have yeah. just been dumped. Cause could be a big Christmas at the Congleton house this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could be. But from the looks of the pictures that I saw, a lot of that stuff was from a pet supply place. 
There was really? a lot of stuff from a, play, a pet supply online's pet. Uh, it was Chewy's. I think Chewy's.com. Yeah, that's stuff place. that was on its way to my house. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you know where to look. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. We ask you to share, you know, with your friends and family about listening to LifeRadio.fm. Go to uh, the main website, got the daily Bible reading and a whole lot more. Mark, there's a story that it tends to pop up, I don't know, about every six weeks about somebody finding yeah. cocaine yeah. either out in the ocean or along the coast. And I have wondered, okay, in Alabama on uh, around Orange Beach, Gulf Shores area, uh, I guess it was last year, a year before, where somebody found a bale of cocaine mm, just yeah. washed ashore on the beach. And I remember reading some comments on the story. People were like, man, if I found it, I wouldn't tell anybody. You know, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Can you imagine for just a minute that you decide at whatever age, let's just say 50, okay? You're 50 years old, you're on vacation with the fam, and you're out for an early morning walk, and you see a bale. It's obviously not something natural to the ocean. You find it, and you look at it, and you, hmm, what is this white powdery substance that's all packaged <laughs> together like a big brick, and there's a uh, bunch of them. Yeah. So you decide... At the age of 50, you're an accountant, you've, you know, raised your family and you decide all of a sudden I'm going to keep this bale of cocaine and I am going to sell it and take care of my future. Wow. Do you realize that you just stole from a drug cartel? Right. Yeah. And unless you're already a drug dealer, uh, you don't have the infrastructure necessary to get mm -hmm. this out. Do you realize yeah. how you're going to get arrested before you get that back to the hotel? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if not, when you start trying to build that infrastructure, everybody <laughs> who's looking for that cocaine is going to find you. There you go. So when a story like this pops yeah. up, I'm thinking, are you a good Samaritan or should you just leave it floating, you know? <laughs> well, a good Samaritan did turn in 69 pounds of cocaine to police after they say they found it floating in the water off Isla Mirada in the upper Florida Keys. The street value of the cocaine is more than a million dollars, according to the cops. The boater was out for a cruise over the weekend when the drugs were spotted. Chief patrol agent with the uh, with the cops down there says that uh, he's Tom. His name is Thomas G. Martin. He's with the U.S. Border Patrol. He tweeted the news Monday along with a photo of the supply. This is not the first time this has occurred this year. Many reports of cocaine are being uh, being found in Florida waters and beaches have been reported. In June, a brick of cocaine was found floating in seaweed after it washed up on somebody's property in the Florida Keys. According to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, authorities were soon contacted and they retrieved the two and a half pounds or just over a kilo of the cocaine. That amount of cocaine is worth $56,000 on the street, according That's to it? yeah, according to Adam Hoffner, a spokesman for the U.S. Border Patrol. In late wow. April, a Florida beachgoer was ready for some fun sun, sun fun and waves down in Palm Beach, but it unexpectedly stumbled on bricks of cocaine worth over a million dollars. Chief U.S. Border Patrol agent Thomas G. Martin said that in a tweet that 65 pounds of cocaine separated in bricks and totaling $1.5 million were found over the weekend after it washed ashore. Man. Officials said the drugs were turned over to Border Patrol. In March, a snorkeler found 68 pounds of cocaine in the water around the Florida Keys, which was worth over $1.5 according to Click Orlando. Wow. The drugs were found taped in large black bags. Uh, the hmm. bale contained 25 bricks of the drug, investigators Man. say. The sheriff's office turned the drugs over to the U.S. Border Patrol. Good gravy, Mark. Yeah. All I can imagine is 
you find that and you try to turn it into the cops, they're going to turn you inside out. Man. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you know? Be prepared for a long chat. Mm. Wow. That reminds me. Has anybody seen Hunter Biden lately? <laughs> radio.fm the mark and mag show mark if you're sitting in a restaurant and you see a long time <laughs> i'm horrible with names of people and recognizing them <laughs> yeah, yeah. i always tell Ladonna if you know if Ladonna's not with me i wish people had a name tag you know right yeah just, just, you're out in public and just say you know that would be so helpful for me and it's mm-hmm. not out of being mean it's just i yeah. don't i'm horrible with it yeah. but if you see somebody that you know especially as we get older and you run into somebody that is you know considerably older than you are and you haven't seen them in a long time, and you go up to greet them with a friendly smile and handshake and maybe even a hug, mm-hmm. and you realize halfway through the conversation that they're being polite and don't have a clue yeah, as to who yeah, you are. They have no clue who you are. Yeah. Do you, do you, should you stop and say, well, excuse me, Mark, but I'm Dave. We, we did a show for a long time together. Right. You know, yeah. or, or do you just let it go? Um, well, that happened to me the other day, and I just kind of yeah. let it go. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. All right. Yeah. Mark, a man has a split opinion with Christmas lights prank. And I'm yeah. wondering, you know, I was watching Christmas vacation the other night just for GP. Yeah. And I thought, should I, is this the year I break out the old Christmas lights and really overdo it? You know, I was, and I was thinking about that. Yeah. And as I was thinking about it, I thought, that's a lot of work, you know? And I thought, it's not so much getting them up. That would be cute. And it would be kind of cute for a couple of weeks. But then I got to take it all down. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I, that just isn't worth it. I did that. Um, I did really? that when, uh, when we, you remember the, the previous house that we had. Yes. O- over in Trestle. Mm-hmm. It had those two big gables on the front of it. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and I bought all the stuff, and I, I lit that house up hung the big wreaths on the front of it and and uh it and it was actually it was really nice when i got done with it that one year (laughs) (laughs) because getting to the top of those peaks required being on a ladder i had to borrow because i didn't i couldn't find a ladder that tall and when i got to the top of the ladder and looked down at our buddy mikey at the bottom holding it to make sure it didn't move i realized this was the dumbest thing i've done in a long time (laughs) it's a long way to the ground and i'm gonna get really hurt if i fall (laughs) so once i took everything down no it (laughs) not doing it again no it didn't happen again i hung the hung the wreaths up but that was about it (laughs) (laughs) not gonna do it but there's there's a guy there was a man (laughs) on tiktok who is now being, ah, he's catching some flack for his uh, comic take on Christmas after he shared a video of the decorations outside his house. Rich Ferguson decided to play a prank on his neighbors uh, by only putting up half of his lights and then hanging a mannequin from the gutter with a ladder toppled over to the ground next to it. (laughs) I love this guy. (laughs) Yeah. The prank was supposed to make it look like the ladder had fallen down while Rich was putting up his lights. And uh, he was now stuck dangling from the roof. <laughs> In the clip on TikTok, a kind stranger who was out walking their dog runs over to pick the ladder up to help the mannequin and then realizes, oh, this is not real. <laughs> Rich captioned the video, it's fun to watch cars stop and stare, but it's pretty hilarious to watch a person walking their dog run to the rescue of this mannequin whose ladder fell over. Wow. His video went viral and has almost 15 million views. 
but and why couldn't he have a Mark and Mac show logo uh, on that shirt? No, but his method, his split opinion among comment uh, commenters. Some found the video to be hilarious. Several comments praising him for his unique take on decorating for the festive season. Another said, "I watched this thirteen times. It gets better every time. This is absolute <laughs> gold." But others thought the prank was in bad taste, and they criticized him for making light of a situation that could result in serious injury if somebody were actually falling from a roof. Oh no! One of them said, as a health care provider in a hospital, I've seen so many people with permanent paralysis from ladder falls. This, let, let's just, let not do this. Oh, come on. Now, next up, she's going to be, or he will be writing a letter to complain about the person who ate peanuts online, you know, mm, and took a picture of it. Yeah. Because people get, are, are infected with all kinds of diseases. And right. blah, oh. Uh, they're allergic to peanuts, Mark. Yes. Just appreciate the fun for what it is, people. Come on. Go to the movies and count the cuss words. <laughs> Do that, would you? Mark and Mac Mornings, only on LifeRadio.fm.